Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the side. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK Awards Show, part two. Hope you all enjoyed part one. It was certainly, it was good fun for us, wasn't it, lads? I think we enjoyed recording that we one. We did, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to record that one. Yeah. And Poor also good to see so many votes being cast on Twitter and Facebook. We are trusting you all not to vote twice. But to be honest, <laughs> looking at the current state of the polls, I doubt a vote or two is going to really make much of a difference. Uh, I'm Gareth Ellis, and here to help you pick yet more award winners, it's Lee Gowland. Hey, guys. Paul Hope. Hi, everyone. And Najee Kawar. Hello, everyone. Uh, before we get into the awards, uh, some of the biggest news of the off-season. Tabor Pepper signs for three more years. Continuity at Long Snapper. Uh, the foundation of every successful NFL franchise, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's good. He's a friend of the show. Oh, so we hope so. <laughs> One day we'll get him on, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. He's, he's been playing really well. And uh, yeah, it's good to be set at Long Snapper. You don't want to, it's not a position you want to be looking for uh, forever. No. Good to see table sign then, lads. Yeah, I mean, he's Paul's best mate. Yeah. Twitter buddies. Yeah, yeah. I'm, quite, <laughs> I'm quite surprised Paul hasn't plastered all over social media. I know. And, uh, well, I did weird. go to share the post in the group, but Thomas Fulcher, who was his equally a bigger Tabor Pepper fan, I think he's got a jersey that already beat me to mm. the punch. I'm not going to lie, Gareth, when I saw Tabor's video on Instagram, it was thanks for the last three years, faithful, and I thought, oh, he's been released, he's been released. And then I watched the video, and he was saying that he signed for three more years. But all jokes aside, special teams have been a big part of what we've done this year. Got him locked in early. He's got a good relationship with Robbie. So, like you said, Nadji, next step is getting him on the 49er Faithful UK show. So I've got Absolutely. three years to do so. So, Lee, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to ease in gently with the tweets. Let him have his yeah. flowers. But, yeah, I'll drop a few tweets in the next couple of days. Of, of season have form from have any of you actually seen his announcement video? No, I didn't watch it. Yes. So apparently, good. You've seen it. Can you send us a link? Because the link I had, I couldn't watch because of geographical location. Oh, VPN. Ah. Yeah. I can. I, if you give me the link, I can unlock it and send it to you. Guys. Yeah, that would be good. Well done. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of style to it, a bit of swagger. Nice. So, should we plough straight into the awards? Uh, tonight's awards are Offensive Play of the Year, the Defensive Play of the Year, our regular Unsung Hero Award, uh, and we've also gone for Most Improved Player of the Year. So, uh, four more for the lads uh, to make a case for we're not going to use the wheel of positivity we've all made some fairly personal choices about which we uh, uh which players and which plays we enjoyed the most this season and when we put the polls out uh certainly on facebook we'll allow people to suggest their own if you had uh plays that differed from ours uh because i think we all whittled it down to a short list of about 10 or 12 plays each so uh it was actually quite tough yeah, so, should we start definitely. with the Offensive Player of the Year? Naji, you're in charge of the technology, so I think you should uh, uh, test it on yourself with your Offensive Player of the Year. So, uh, yeah, no problem. I'll go. I'll share my screen for the people on YouTube. Uh, you can watch it. Uh, very biased on this one. It's the George Kittle catch against Dallas because I was there. It was amazing. Circus catch and really puts us in a really nice position to score that touchdown for TMC, which I think clinched the game really after that point. It was it. So uh, there it is. I don't know if uh, Lee's showing it. There we go. See this. And it's an amazing play. Purdy. A lot of room now. Finds. Holding up over the middle. Oh, what a Look at that. Are you kidding? So, yeah, I mean, obviously you can imagine the stadium going absolutely insane at that point um, everybody jumping up and down and i mean it's kind of like good old george uh, that we're accustomed to accustomed to and a really good play by purdy uh, it's kind of embodying the whole season so that's my play my offensive play of the year i hope you like it vote for it please it's amazing come on great stuff uh who wants to go next or i will 
but it'll be more. It's uh, very similar. Go on, Maggie, we'll do, we'll do mine. I'll get. All right, uh, okay. So do yours. Uh, uh, mine is share. also Brock Purdy to George Kittle. A uh, slightly different I pass. Believe. First quarter of. These the are not in the same order. Is this one? There we go. There we are. Thank you, Naji. Naji's just teeing it up. On the boot. Signal running to the back of the end zone. It was covered, though. Purdy oh, it's not that behind. one. Wait, I've messed up. It's not that one. That's for later. Hang on. Don't I you love technology? It's I, love, I do love technology. It? I just messed it. I just messed it up. Uh, because the, the, in the this one little... time we actually practiced something before we came on air. <laughs> and we still uh, screwed up. And we you all laughed at me on the live. This is what happened on the live when I did the Wheel of Fortune. I practiced it, went live, and it wasn't there. Is this one? I got it. Is this one? Is this one? Here we go. Here we go. Sorry, everyone. Enjoy. One, two. Fake toss. Two fake tosses, and then to Kittle over the middle. Touchdown, San Francisco. Clinch the West. Yeah, I think what made it particularly good for me was it was against the Seahawks. It was in Lumen Field. Uh, and it's just, it's the balls of the guy and Shanahan to call out that play. A play we've never seen Jimmy play. Never seen that before. And they just executed it like it was on the practice field. And the Seahawks didn't know what was happening. And Kittle just walks it in. Uh, for me, yeah, that's a play I, I, I'm going to remember just because of the audacity of it, I think. And right in front of the uh, 12s. Uh, love it. Who's next? Paul. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll go up next. I'll, I'll go, go up next. leap in. I'm Presidential. If you if you if you got mine, Naji, you know which one it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I do know where yeah. it is. I find I find a way to make sure. Yeah, I, because I click on it and he it'll show me the thingy. There you go. Right, it's this right. one. Okay, so before I actually put it up, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it and then we can watch okay. watch the actual uh, stream. Um, so it's very similar to what Naji Naji's done. I actually picked a player that um from a game I was at. Um, and I think it's a player that could have possibly changed. It could have changed the projection of our season had it not been completed. So this is a player by Brock Purdy. It was the first game that he uh, stepped in to, to basically play a proper, proper game. Um, it wasn't a start. So he came in against the Dolphins uh, after Jimmy Grobblow had gone out. Obviously, this is the first time where he's walked onto the field thinking, you know what, our two starting quarterbacks are out and this is my team now so there must have been a huge amount of pressure on him um, some of his throws early early in the game early in the uh, first quarter after he replaced Garoppolo weren't on the money that good uh, some of them were a bit wayward um, and it took a little bit building that confidence but it didn't take as long as what you would expect from a rookie he built that confidence and towards the end of the uh, the second second quarter he exemplified what we'd come to know from Brock Purdy. He he is a clutch player. He doesn't let the pressure get to him. Um, this particular player, it started on the uh, the Niners 35-yard line. It was under two minutes left in the second quarter, and he threw a ball to Kittle. We were third and ten, so if we'd not made this um, pass, if we'd not made this completion, the game could have ended quite differently. This kept the momentum going, and it would eventually lead to a touchdown with only four seconds left. So the reason I said there's a theme here, I'll play the uh, the stream now, and you'll see what the theme is. Giants and Commanders, some big decisions for those head coaches, and what ended a tie. Got rid of this one yeah. as he was hit in front. I don't know if that. So, so yet again, it's a Brock Purdy to George Kittle. So that's yeah. three of us now have all picked. A Purdy to Kittle as our players of the season, or all for different reasons. I mean, you, you yeah. look at that player, and you can definitely argue there was far more exciting players during the year, and there was. I, I can't disagree with anybody arguing that there was. But for me, I thought this was pivotal so early in Brock Purdy coming in and actually taking over as the starter for for the team. Like I said, this wasn't the first game he started; that was the game after against the Buccaneers. But he knew, he knew as soon as he stepped on that field that. Well, actually, this team's mine now because yeah. there was no way we were going to bring in a veteran to get up to speed on a team that was heading towards the playoffs. 
so he knew it was his team. There was a lot of pressure on there, and we were going up quite a good team. I mean, the Dolphins had what was it a 10, 10 game winning streak? The Dolphins had. Yeah, so they were the hot team. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty hot. So the the pressure was there, and, and to make that play when he knew he was just about to get flattened by a Dolphins defender, get it into Kittle's hands on third and ten, that put us that continued the drive down the field, which would eventually lead to a touchdown and lead to us going in up at halftime, which we all know is important. When Shanahan uh, designs his play, his game plan, it's all about being ahead at halftime. So yeah. that's why that was my play of the game on offense. It's really cool this, actually, because before we get to pause, which is an, an amazing play, but, um, you know, the season is so hinged on so many little moments. Um, you know, obviously the injury to Brock was massive, and but you know it's just one moment in 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 a long season. And as you said, this drive is quite important, and it's it's just one moment, one crazy throw that he makes, and it changes kind of. Because if we lose our games against Dolphin, God knows what where we are after that, because doubt and you you, you never know, right? And then it can go. You know, backward, backward, really fast. So it's really cool that you chose that play, actually. And then, yeah, I don't, I didn't realize we chose <laughs> Brock to kill three times. Yeah. And it's like three very different plays. And one trick play, uh, you know, is pretty cool. And then one improvised slightly play and circus cash. And then one just wow play, like bullet. And he got nailed as well, which is really impressive for a seven front rookie on this. First start, and, and, and now no, it's no. up to Paul to come and it's up to Paul to no yeah, pressure, complete the circle, no, no pressure at all. Well, okay, I'd like to think that we prepare for this show for those people on YouTube. I promise I didn't know the chaps when I set my room up tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, where was this love when I was presenting my case for our boy Kittle? to be offensive player <laughs> yeah, of the true. year. I got a bit of hate on social true. media, guys. People were coming after me saying it's clearly CMC. And I was like, listen to the show. We have positivity. <laughs> I had to present a case. But all jokes aside, Gareth, I was off work today. Uh, Tracy was at work. So she was like, what are you going to do? I was like, we're preparing for the four fuckers. I don't know exactly what I'm doing today. And I could have picked quite a few George Kittle players, to be honest. So I'm glad you three chaps have shown the love for that connection because you forget how great George has been this year, like I said on the previous show. However, I've got to put that aside. So my player, offensive player of the year, when I was narrowing this down to just one player, Gareth, I remembered last year I was going from my notebook and it was Debo, Debo, Debo. Tonight it was CMC, CMC, CMC. And that was just against the Rams. I mean, those three, it's well documentedly that I'm a massive fan of those three players. But like you chaps, I went down to a player that I felt quite personal to me. It isn't the most exciting in some regards, but when Najee plays the clip in a minute, and I've tried to do a bit of a breakdown to emphasise why, it's the CMC touchdown against the Eagles in the championship game. Obviously, we were all in leads. So for me, that added an extra dimension. We were feeling sombre. We were feeling deflated after the Brock injury. We needed a spark. And as we've said many a times on this show, chaps, you need your stars to shine in the biggest occasions. And this moment, ultimately, we lost the game, but it gave us that glimmer of hope. And those celebrations in Leeds will, will live with me. That was an awesome feeling. So, I mean, the player will speak better than I can. So, if you want to hit play, Najee, because it just gets better every time you watch it. On first and second down, here is McCaffrey, right side, breaks a tackle, good shifty move, gets that, still going, McCaffrey's going to score! Wow. I mean... Now, when you watch it back on the All-22, I've never played contact, we know, we know Najee has. The second he's handed that ball off, there's two Eagles players there ready to pounce. Shock horror, our boy Kittle, which is how I got the jersey hung up, throws a hell of a block on the left side. CMC dives over the first man. He bounces off the second man, and then he hits that hole, and Jennings puts an incredible block on. And again, there's still two Eagles players who could take him down, and it was that will of, I'm scoring this. 
And like we said, Nadji, me and you were stood right next to each other. We were jumping up and down. We were celebrating. So of all the fantastic players we had this year, Gareth, and trust me, if anybody's feeling a bit glum about how the season has ended, go on YouTube, type in 49ers best offensive players, and you will not regret it because there's so many. And it's really got me excited to be a 49ers fan again. But that's my play. Sorry, I didn't complete the George Kittle. But I did throw a little love in there, Lee, and I've got the jersey just over my shoulder. I mean, we could have gone so many ways, I think. Mm. Honourable mention to Debo, because he's had a few as well. Had the, the run against the Rams, it was pretty uh, pretty insane after the, the, Jimmy, the catch from Jimmy G. Um, yeah, it was just, there were so many. Ayuk had some really good ones. Uh the railway McLeod touchdown was pretty impressive and oh, so many, so many plays. Obviously, yeah, the, the, all, all the CMC ones. Mm. It's just, yeah. Debo versus Seattle. So we, we've all said how much Seattle have been a thorn in our sides and you forget Debo had some big plays against yeah, the Seahawks, which was pretty awesome to see. And it reminded yeah. me, some people forgot about Debo and you just go back and watch. And like you said, Najee, the, the fact that he stole Jalen Ramsey's soul on that oh, one. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was... So what I would say about this whole exercise... So, sorry, Garth. What I'll say about this whole exercise is I absolutely hated going through this because there were so many really good players. I've, mm. I've got a list of nine players and it, it was tearing me apart having to pick one of them because yeah. there were so many good, good players. Do we want to actually mention any that we didn't decide, the four of us didn't decide on? Because yeah, there were so yeah, many worthy, mm. yeah, there were so many worthy players. You've got the CMC touchdown throw against the Rams. Yeah. You've, you've got a touchdown catch against the Rams. That was yeah. a perfectly placed ball by Jimmy Gone. I mean, Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've got uh, Brock Purdy against Kansas City. So this is very similar to to the whole, um, the Dolphins one, the one I picked. All it was was a completion. It was a simple completion to Ray Ray McLeod. But this was the very first completion. No, no. Brock Purdy. Yes, yes. No, because we lost. I didn't say we won. Uh, Yeah, but Brock hasn't lost a game. No, but he has played a game, actually. He has played a game. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. I'll school you. I'll school you. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Yeah, so Brock Purdy played against Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, that's right. So he came in, and his very first completion of his NFL career was was to Ray Ray McLeod. Uh. It was nothing special, nothing special other than the fact that no Mr. Irrelevant had ever thrown and completed a pass in the NFL. That's what made that. Oh, right. Yeah, that's cool. So again, there was nothing special about it but it meant so much more. That one completion meant so much more. So so you had that one there. Um, the Brock Purdy uh, start of the third quarter against Washington, 45 yards in the air, and people say Brock Purdy hasn't got hasn't gone on. So he threw this ball to, <laughs> surprisingly, George Kittle, um, <laughs> 45 yards in the air, hit Kittle as he's crossing, crossing the, uh, the goal plane. And that was another fantastic. Um, oh, is that the one Kittle stole to from Rare and McLeod? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Oh, one. Wasn't it from Ayuk? Was it was no from, from, from McLeod? It was right. McLeod. Yeah, yeah, and then apologised <laughs> about it after. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, what other ones have I got? I, I've got the. Well, we. I think. I think there's a consensus because I've got it queued up here. Um, yeah. Uh, we kind of all agree that Dav is actually the best player this season, but we just kind of couldn't put it in. Should we just watch it? Yeah, and uh, go for listen it. to it. All right, so I need to share my screen. Da da da, and it's is it that one or is it that one? I think it's that one. Three touchdowns, no turnovers on the boot. Samuel running to the back of the end zone. It was covered though. Purdy chased from behind. Brock Purdy. Oh boy, Brock Purdy. Uh, oh, I forgot to pause it. I forgot to pause it at the right time. <laughs> Uh, that, that there is so annoying because that was that that was by far the best player, the best yeah. player that didn't result in a completion, a touchdown, oh, anything. anything. Yeah, it was so Just frustrating to see all that fantastic work. And I use that word again, <laughs> fantastic. It's my word, Paul. Don't be using my fantastic word. 
it was so fantastic watching them escape the pressure and extend the play. And what made it even better was it was against the Seahawks. And the person he reminded me of was Russell Wilson when he was at his prime <laughs> playing for the Seahawks. Yeah. He managed to escape the pressure and get the ball off. And that should have been caught. I should have caught that. That should have been 100%. caught. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. Another thing before you move one on. One of our, our surprise awards for incomplete pass of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, that's the one. And only. Oh, you know what? There was a close second. There was a very close second incomplete pass of the year. Oh, it was me to David Ellicott. <laughs> yeah, it was me to David Ellicott when uh, we went on the field at the end of the Saints game. It was a perfectly thrown ball and David just fluffed it. I can uh, say that because I know he doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> I have my doubts on the perfectly thrown ball. It was <laughs> a beautiful spiral. <laughs> I was just going to say, Gareth, another thing. Another beautiful thing about this exercise is reminding yourself how good Brock Purdy is and how it shows up on the tape. And like I said, I've had a blast today. There were so many players on the offensive side of the ball, but without stealing your thunder, we've got to go up the defensive side. And I don't know about you three, but I thought the offensive side was difficult. But my God, picking one player of this defense was even harder. But anybody who's got some downtime and you're feeling a bit glum, just go back and watch Go on YouTube, Google it. Honestly, Brock Purdy, wow. That's all I'm going to say. When you take the emotion out of it and you watch it back and you're looking at different players and you you think, oh my God, he did that. He did that. Like you said, Gareth, the, the pump fake against Seattle looks so simple, but it was just amazing. And George Kittle had a few moments over the season that I didn't want to write on the list. But I'm sure some people will come at us Japs on social media and tell us their reasons. And yeah. that's what we want. We want you yeah, to tell us exactly. what your yeah. play is and why. And we picked ours with a personal touch. Like you said, Lee, there was many better players yeah. possibly than the ones we've gone for. But I'm looking forward to the feedback off everyone. So so I'm glad you mentioned about how going back over the season, having a look at the highlights, reminds you of how good Brock Purdy was. Because obviously when you start looking at the highlights, depending on which videos you look at, whether or not it was an individual player or team highlights, the team highlights start off with Trey Lance. And some of the throws that Trey Lance was making in that very short yeah. period, basically a, a game and half a quarter, some of the, those throws were absolutely amazing. They were fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fro- remember the throw to Danny Gray in preseason. Yeah, week yeah. one. It was just like, oh wow, that was good. Let's so, and then something I keep on saying. I think it's a really exciting time to be fighting your fan. We've, we've mm. got two quarterbacks who can throw the ball downfield. We've got two yep. quarterbacks who can make intelligent decisions yeah i'm already looking forward to the start of next season i'm, I'm looking forward to free agency never mind the start of next season yeah friends, yeah. yeah yeah lots to enjoy on offense shall we leap over to the defensive side That's who it. was going to go first lee maybe yeah i think we'll pick on lee yeah go on then so do you want to tee up that one Nachi. Um, again, I will go through why I picked this uh, player. Um, it's another player. I, I'll stick straight on the screen there. It's another player at a game that I was at. It was the Dolphins game, same as the offensive player of the year. Um, and this was the strip sack by Nick Bosa, ran in for a touchdown by uh, Drake Greenlaw. And this was at the end of the stadium where we were we were stood. Um nice. And it was, it was just a fantastic play. It got the crowd going. Obviously, we were there in the gold mine as the uh, the, the fan cheerleaders. Um, so we, we were getting riled up because it was defence that were on the field, making noise. And when he got the strip sack and ran it in, we, we were going absolutely mental. There, there was golden mule flying everywhere. <laughs> Do you want to run that one, Najee? Sure. Best games as a 49 down nine with two to go. Tonga by Law. Hit as he throws. Ball is out. Ball is live. And it is a touchdown for Dre Greenlaw. Very nice. Fantastic play. Yeah, I mean, close game as well, right? 17-26. Was it 17-26 at that point? Is that what it says? I could just close the windows. No, 17-23. Was, yeah. Um, so we, like that. So yeah, we kind of pulled go out down a little and bit. Score, yeah. yeah, yeah. Massive play. Great stuff. Yeah. Do you want to go next, Nagy? Sure, I can do. Yeah, um, I mean, mine is, you know, I, I had to give him some love because 
the way the season went, I was obviously well on board his train at first. And I kind of tailed off because somebody else stole my heart in the middle of the season. Uh, but I have to give him some love because I, I do still love him. And I think he's absolutely amazing. It's Mr. Huff. And uh, yeah, his pick is the pick six against the Rams because, you know, this is week four. We just, you know, lost to the Broncos a couple of weeks ago, and we're kind of like not doing well. And this play is a, it's so well read and it's so insane for a second year player to be able to do this. And it's against the Rams. I mean, this one is juggle pick. There goes Hafunga. Hafunga, touchdown, San Francisco. And the little dance is amazing as well. It's just, you know, I, I had to give him some love. Uh, Huff is amazing, and uh, I'll reflect a little later on in this show. Yeah, great play. Stick it to the Rams, put the game away, big play, big moment, and propel us to feeling a bit better about the season, which, you know, uh, it was quite clutch, I think. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Great stuff. A good choice. Paul, someone talk us through it. To be fair, I texted Nadji earlier. Because that was going to be my first choice, but I know Nadji's heart. Um, to be to be honest, when I was going through the um, players, Huff had a pick in week one against the Bears, and I was stood next to Nadji, and Nadji was taking full credit, and he was saying to anyone who listened, Huff's going to be a player to watch. Now I said earlier, chaps, I thought the offensive side of the ball was difficult to pick. My God, when you've got the best defense in the NFL, and you Google. Mm. The defensive players of the year. Lees was on my list purely because I remember at the time Greenlaw just picking the ball up and looking around and it was like, <laughs> run it in, run it in. So what you must have been like in Levi's. But um, as my first choice was gone, Gareth, I decided to go down a different route and I go back to the game against the Saints. Now, a lot of people might think, why have you picked this game? You won 13 nil. It seemed to be kind of a standard win. But if you go back, our offense wasn't playing well that day. And I take you, chaps, to the fourth choice, the fourth quarter. There's 11 minutes and five seconds on the clock when this happens. So if you play the tape, and then I'll run through it afterwards. That's going to go up the six. Dalton will go to the air. Throws it short. Kamara at the three. At the two. Ball is out. Ball is out. Caraving around. Pinballing around at the one yard line. San Francisco's got it. The scoreless streak continues in the second half. <laughs> Look at Fred. <laughs> well, amazing. to be fair, Nadji, you did say it to me when Huff was gone. Why don't you show all pro Fred? Now, if you look on that tape, there's a lot of players in there that yeah. contributed on that play. And I thought it summed up our defense in one play. We had this bend but not break mentality. And we had that stand where we could let them get the chunk players, Gareth. And then we would shut the door in the red zone. And if you think about it, Kamara's pretty good in the red zone. And when he gets that ball on the five-yard line and he turns, Greenlaw, you forget, all the players that we talked about last week and had added up, this was one of them. He wrapped him up. Huff comes in like a tornado, smacks that ball out. Now, there was a split moment where Jimmy Ward <laughs> nearly knocks the ball into the receiver's hands. So I thought I'd throw that in there because ultimately <laughs> Greenlaw comes up with the ball. And I think in years gone by, Gareth, that kind of play might have gone against us the Saints receiver might have pulled it in or they might have recovered the ball. And I just thought of all the players this year, I remember being sat at home. I remember the Discord chat being a little bit antsy. I remember people thinking, oh, if they punch this one in, it becomes 13-7. Would we really be able to see the game out? So that was the one I picked for, for my play of the year. That's a great play. Yeah, that was a, a, a great play. I remember watching that thinking, oh, we're, we're not going to hold them out of the end zone. Uh here, surely. I think that was his second trip down to sort of first and goal area. So, yeah, wow. uh, it was a good sequence. Uh, I'm last, but hopefully not least. Uh, Charles Amenehu, <laughs> wild card game, third quarter against the Seahawks. Again, that is part of it, I will admit. Uh, and the game still seemed to be potentially in the balance. Uh, Amenehu and the rest of the defensive line just uh, get there and uh, run the play. Pressure. Ball is out. San Francisco's got it. It was all Nick Bosa. First turnover. Uh, same again. It's a tight game. It was Charles Amenahu as well as uh, Nick Bosa recovering the fumble. 
but it and completely knocked the stuffing out of the Seahawks and we just went on to batter them. And I think it was a play that was made at the right time. And if you look at that play, everyone's there. The defensive line has just utterly destroyed uh, the offensive line of the Seahawks. And there's red shirts everywhere on that play. And it was only going to end up one way. So I think that that sums up our uh, defensive performance for me this year. So great stuff. We're going to put all of those uh, up on polls. But if you uh, think you've got something else, then do let us know and do add it to the poll. Uh, it's a very and comment comment on YouTube. Or comment on YouTube. Let us know yeah, what you think. Always, let us know what you think. Uh, or do it on Twitter and let Paul know what you think at least. Mm. So <laughs> shall we move on? Uh, next award, unsung hero. Uh, I always look forward to uh, this award. It's a difficult category to to kind of pin down and and define it. Um, I think unsung hero means different things to different people. Uh, and I think some of our choices probably reflect that. But I think it, we just wanted to give a bit of love to some of those other players. It's such a team game. Uh, you can't all have a team of superstars, but it does rely on everybody at every level doing their job and doing the job to the best of their ability. So I think this is a chance to give some uh, love to some people who who maybe have gone under the radar a bit. Uh, who's going to kick us off? Naji, you had a good one to start us with. Okay, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, mine is not a player, it's a coach, and it's Brian Greasy. I just thought the job is done, A, with Trey Lance, because he was clearly the best quarterback in camp, otherwise he wouldn't have been a starter. It's debatable, I guess, but uh, I think his start in his first game was definitely in preseason, he looked like the real deal. We were all very excited about it. Who knows how far he could have taken us. Um, I think maybe the future will tell us that. But to me, he looked ready and looked ready to play a high enough level. Uh, and then having Jimmy G coming in uh, all of a sudden because of the injury and how Jimmy G looked compared to where he looked for the past five years before that. I think that step forward that he took and playing a lot better. Yes, CMC helped, obviously. But I think even before that, um, he, he kind of cut all the stupid mistake apart from the Broncos game obviously um, but it, it was a different type of Jimmy and I'm pretty sure that I came through Brian Greasy and then obviously <laughs> the emergence of Brock and what he could have done there's no way Brock isn't the, the player he is if his coach because he's had a lot of coaching uh, playing scout and everything isn't good as well and the fact that he was prepared to get to step in that Dolphin games completely out of the blue and, and perform. And we saw, you know, Lee's player of the year is about 10 minutes after he started or something like that. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot, lot to say about a guy that can prepare free NFL-ready quarterback in one year. And uh, and I'm very glad he stepped out of Buffet's ESPN and then Kyra's recruited him. Obviously, there's, there's ties with him and his dad and all that. But uh, it seems to be uh, kind of a QB whisperer and uh, I'm glad he's with us. So Thank you, Mr. Brian Greasy, and uh, you're, you're my handsome hero of the year. Because we, we haven't heard his name much, so there it is. Definitely a good choice, Paul. Thank you. Well, it is, it's as if we plan this show, everybody, because mine might be controversial. But that said, when I was preparing, you said it better than me, Gareth. We need some people to receive the love. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Jimmy Gone, as Lee said, yes, Neil, I don't believe Jimmy will be here. However, you go back to that fateful game against Seattle. Me and Lee are in the candlestick in. Trey Lance goes down. Now, I believe every single 49ers fan was happy that we still had Jimmy at this point. And when you look at what he did when he come in, well-documentedly, Jimmy's flaws. He'd never not turned the ball over for three games in a row. Yet Jimmy came back under the stewardship of Brian Greasy, Alex Simpson, the fact-checker himself, called me out and he was proven wrong by the unsung hero of this season, Jimmy G. But all jokes aside, he came in in a vital period. Yes, he came in against the Rams and he always does well against the Rams. But I think it's understated how well Jimmy played. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make stupid decisions. And I think Brock Purdy has come out, Larry Kruger can back me upon this, and said Jimmy was a good influence in the locker room for him. And I think the fact that Brock was able to sit for a few games and come in and have the impact. So for that reason alone, Gareth, 
I'd be sad to see him go. I'm sure we'll do a show when he goes. QB talk as 49ers fans is something we all do. But for me this year, I think Jimmy G was our unsung hero and we'd not be in the playoffs if it wasn't for Jimmy. Yeah, good job. Good job. Good case. Interesting choice. Mm. Wasn't one I was expecting, but I think you've uh, the points you've made are fair enough. Uh, Lee, mm. unsung hero. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with Aaron Banks. So Aaron Banks, the, his first season last season, he only played sporadically. Um, obviously, he was a rookie. He was, he was taken in the second round, and we were all quite surprised about that because we could have had a few different uh, cornerbacks at that position. When he did come in, he, he was underwhelming, so he had a lot to um, lot to improve on in this season. And he, he basically did it out of the gates from, from day one. In fact, in pre-season, he looked good. From, from day one, he's played at a very high level, yet he doesn't seem to of getting the analysts talking about him week in, week out. You, you don't hear his name mentioned that much, and that's why I think he's an unsung hero. To me, I think he's been absolutely excellent on that uh, offensive line. He's been so good, we haven't missed Lakin Tomlinson. That's how good he's been. Uh, and this time last year, we were all lamenting the fact that we were just about to lose Tomlinson because it was inevitable. We couldn't pay him what what he wanted and we thought well that's it the offensive line's going to be weaker because we can't replace him with what we have but then Aaron Banks steps up and he proves that John Lynch's trust in him taking him in the second round was correct and I just think he needs the love shown because I haven't heard it all season and that's my unsung hero Aaron Banks good shout good shout it is a, a good shout um, there were there were quite a few that I could have mentioned here. Uh, and watching the game tape, trying to find my plays of the year, uh, a guy stood out and and made a late run for my unsung hero, and has indeed taken it at the end. And that's Diomedor Lenore. Uh, he's got a bit bullied when you've got Javarius Ward on the opposite side. You're going to get victimised, and I think he stood up to that very well. Uh, and one thing that really stood out from the tape is how good he actually was against the run, how good he was at sniffing down those kind of lateral p- plays, trying to get to the edge. Uh, and he's there and his open field tackling. He just wraps every single time. And whoever it is who's got the ball, they just don't get any further. Once you meet Lenore, you you don't get any more yards. Uh, and I think he's he's quietly gone about and put in uh, a shift which, on looking back to the game tape, it's got better and better. Uh, so I, I think Diomedor Lenore deserves a, a shout out for unsung hero. So that's it. Four that's good, good, yeah. four good nominations. Agree. Yeah, four good, very good nominations. Uh, yeah, Demo is a great shout because he started the year as Nico. Uh, you know when Jimmy Ward was injured, and then he had to shift when when we lost uh, Eman. So. Very hard to do different technique and all that, and it, it really, as you said, he ramped up. He played really well from Oregon. Is the right? It was the right cornerback to get, not the guy from Stanford that we didn't get. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know he was from Oregon. Um, yeah, it was. Anyway, so our uh, our final award, most improved player, who would like two to more awards? Start? There's one more after this. Oh well, uh, secret one, secret one. Well, Lisa. It's not so serious. For those people on YouTube, it's not. For the audio listeners, walking the dog, oh, yeah. very confused at the moment because I made that <laughs> yeah, mistake true. in the last show when yeah. I was doing all my hands waving, and then I listened to it back and I was like, there's large gaps here. They don't realize I'm pointing to stuff. So for people on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. they know the secret award. Yeah, yeah. We're getting accustomed to YouTube audio. So. I'll give yeah. us a give us a minute. We'll, we'll get all that sorted eventually. We, we, so I'll tell you what. Let, let me start with most improved player because it just follows on what, with what Gareth has said. Um, and my most improved player is uh, De Molinar. Um, last season he, he showed flashes of brilliance, but then he kind of dropped out of favour. Uh, well, Thomas what... started right. Ambry Thomas started instead of him. So yeah, towards the end of the season, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he kind of his last season was like what. Sammy Warmack's season has been this year. Yeah. He, he started on fire in the preseason. He did okay in the the first two games, but then he he, yeah, he wasn't starting again. 
Um, and we can always hope that he comes on next season and does exactly what Demo's done this season. So Demo stepped up, as Naji said, he's starting the nickel. And then uh, as the season's gone on, he's taken over from me, man. And he's been absolutely excellent. So last year, he was making a few mistakes. Even though I, I remember what I was saying about him last year, I thought some of the mistakes he, he was making, he was harshly judged on. Some of the times he got burned because one time he was actually tripping. Um, had he not tripped, then he would have been with the player, that type of thing. Um, so I, I think this year he's been my most improved player because he's been consistent throughout the whole year. And it was good to see him get the interceptions towards the end of the season as well. Yeah. Good shout. A good shout. Paul? Most improved. Yeah, Lenore was on my list. Now, a few people will be shocked at mine because we had him in the last show for one of the main awards. But my most improved player, Gareth, is Brandon Ayuk. So you cast your mind back to the start of the season. Me and Nadji were very high on Brandon with his connection with Trey Lance. You'll remember that the report coming out of training camp was he was our best player. And then he had the infamous fight with Fred Warner. And people were worried, was he going to be back in the sure. bad books? Was Trey, was Trey Lance going to be enough to keep him in there? But fighting is never a good thing. However, when you looked into it, Ayuk was standing in for a teammate. I believe it was a late hit on Danny Gray, or it was one of the undrafted players. And I think they sorted it out in the locker room afterwards. And it showed the culture that we have at the 49ers. And Warner and Ayuk quickly put it to bed. Ayuk was become our number one receiver this year. So people might be thinking, why are you calling him the most improved, Paul? Well, we took him quite high as a first-round pick. And I think he's stepped up when needed this year. When I was doing my offensive plays, there was a lot of times when you'd see Debo running past someone because Ayo could block him. Or you see CMC running because Ayo could block him. So it wasn't just the splashy players. Now, he ultimately, he dropped that one from Brock Purdy. So there's a little bit of work still to be done. But that said, I think if he cleans that up in his game, it could become even more dangerous. And if Purdy does come back fully healthy, I think that connection will get better and better. So for me, it was Brandon Ayuk as the most improved player for us this year. Another nice. lesson choice from Paul, keeping things interesting. Uh, Nadji, your most improved. Well, I've mentioned it earlier, and um, I'm going to go for half because how can you go from rookie to all pro in one season? Even less than one season, really, in one off season, because he was firing in all cylinders right from the get go. Um, there's no bigger job than that. You go from completely unknown and not even starting, a couple of couple of stats here, here and there, to starting every game and being an all-pro and a pro bowler. Uh, I don't think you can improve much more than that in one season. And it generally changed the way we played safety. Um, when we had Tart and Ward, we would have never turned the ball over this many times. And him and Gibson got on the same footing. And our whole secondary was kind of doing the same thing and working towards the same goal. And he was the, the linchpin, at least for the first half of the season. And I think offenses started to scheme against him. And that's why his stats may have dropped a little bit towards the back, the back end, sorry. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, uh, simple, simple as that. He was, he was okay as a, as, a, as a rookie. And he turned into an all-pro in his second year. Uh, there's not much more I can say about the guy. And I had to give him some love, as I said earlier. Uh, the guy is amazing, and uh, I can't wait to see him play some more with us and lock him down to a long-term contract and, uh, and have him around for a while. Uh, Huff is my pick. Mm, another good choice. Uh, I'm on the complete opposite of uh, uh, Lee. I've gone for Aaron Banks, Lee's choice for the previous award for uh, Most Improved Player. I think, again, he speaks for himself, guy who managed to take a handful of, I think, garbage time snaps as a rookie, and there was some concern about what we'd done with a with a high second round draft pick. Uh, and he's just come in, and as Lee said, we've not missed Lake and Tomlinson, uh, and the future's looking bright for him. Uh, I barely think he's missed a snap either. So uh, he's shown that he's just durable, and he does his job, and he does his job well. Uh, good in pass protection, good in the run. Uh, he's come from nowhere uh, and turned into a, a a top end, I think. NFL offensive lineman. So most improved, Aaron Banks. Very nice. Four good choices there, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, tough one, this one. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to have a, a hard time choosing. Mm-hmm. Not like the, the four that we just did. We thought people mm-hmm. would have a hard time. Landslides. <laughs> was, there, was there anyone else that you agonized over, over missing out on? There were a few people on my list that felt uh, could do with a mention. Which part with Unsung Hero or most improved? Really Unsung Hero or most improved? I can't believe we. we so many. Yeah, Ch- Jimmy Ward. Ch- Jimmy Ward at Unsung Hero. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, he, he brings so much leadership to the team. Mm-hmm. You can see it as soon as he steps on the field with the guys. I, I, I and I, I think I, I named him Unsung Hero. It, it must be a good three, four seasons back now. And I think he just doesn't get the uh, the respect he deserves. I think he gets plenty of respect. Enough. I, uh, <laughs> it's not from you. <laughs> I had um, Charles Omanihu, King Charles. I've been practicing saying that. I had him down for my unsung hero because I think he's another example of when the front office take a swing. And under Chris Kasurak, it just shows you that these gems in the dirt for want of a better word come in and I think he's played himself into a contract he was second in the team this year on pressures sacks QB hits hurries and I think he was a big part of obviously the struggles at Kinlaw we've put him in there and I was close between him and Ayuk Lenore was an honourable mention but I kind of thought someone else would pick him up and to be honest Nadji had totally underestimated Huff's jump from there to there because we joke with all pro Huff yeah no right (laughs) I'll go back to it Gareth if you come to the watch parties and you get the knowledge that you get, I've stood next to Nadji at a couple, but that first game against the Bears when he picked off Justin Fields and Nadji was like, told you, told you, told you. And it was interesting <laughs> to see the leap. So yeah, Huff for me started the season lights out, which is just a shame he dipped a little bit, but I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. him getting better and better. <clears throat> I had Armstead uh, kind of penciled in as well, because uh, when, we, when he did go down with his injury, we did take a, a bit of a dip on defense, especially, you know, that, that Chiefs game, I think, was kind of the epitome of our defense struggling. Struggling is a big word because we were top-ranked pretty much the whole season. But when he came back, the both are gone, unleashed and all that kind of stuff. I think he, he's an enabler. He, he allows people to be so much better around him. And he, he never shows on a stat sheet or get mentioned. Uh, so he, he's always kind of in a conversation for answering Euro. So... Uh, Big Eric is is one of those guys you, we could have put on the list. Yeah, you know, I had uh, Yuschek and uh, Ray Ray McLeod. Yuschek, uh, because of always the contribution he makes, he's just the oil in the machine of our uh, offense. Just keeps things uh, moving along and keeps tidying things up, um, and always makes a contribution. Yeah, and Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, finally, some uh, confidence when we're receiving kicks rather than that edge of the yeah. seat, heart in the mouth. Uh, and made some uh, hard yardage and important yardage in games uh, in the receiving, and of course that that huge rushing touchdown against Washington. So, yeah, that was really yeah. Good. Well, now you mentioned so many options. Yeah, now you mentioned it. I think Golden Wisniewski, uh, the, the entire yeah. special team specialist, right, had a, a really cracking season. Season, especially Robbie. I think Robbie really has been good as gold. So, um, yeah. It, yeah, tough to choose. Tough to choose. Really tough to choose. Do do we franchise tag Robbie? I would. It's gonna cost a lot of mm, money though. Five million. If we, yeah, that's a lot for a kicker. Um, and that's for one year. I don't know. And it's only for one year, unless we yeah. can sign him on two, three years and signing bonus, and it doesn't take cap. Because the problem with the franchise tag is it's straight into the cap. So yeah, we'll see. We'll mm. see. We'll see. Another honourable mention, Gibson, when I was watching the game tape back, there was yeah. a player that I considered yeah. for my defensive player of the year, Huff pick against the Chiefs, given the hyper ball mm. around Mahomes. But Gibson yeah, had an assist on that. And I think when Mosley went down, we were all quite worried, but Lenar stepped in. But I think Gibson has had an underrated role on the team. But I just I went a different way. But I'm sure other people listening, Gareth, will go with the Gibson route as well, which Absolutely. would be a good pick. Yeah. So only one award remaining, a special secret final award. I think it can only be introduced by Mr. Lee Gowlin. With the 172nd pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, 
the five-time Super Bowl champion San Francisco 49ers select defensive back Samuel Womack, Toledo. <laughs> so the award is uh, best cornerback taking in a fifth round and announced by an Englishman. Uh, I think consensus here. Uh, Sammy it was tough to choose, you. but yeah, I went for Sammy Womack too. Uh, fantastic the only thing that lets fantastic El Presidente down where's the 26 jersey like Superman like oh, we talked about yeah. for the He's YouTube viewers it. because let's face it you're not the only one with the 26 jersey El Presidente so no, there's not. other there's three people of us. Yeah. who agree yeah, yeah there's three yeah. of us I mean it's a bit of a shame it kind of Sammy Womack he started the season really really strong uh, Two picks in in a preseason, wasn't it against Minnesota? Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then I, I, I think he'll be starting nickel. I think he's going to be starting nickel next season. I think so. It was I against Jimmy's Green gonna... Bay, Najee, because I remember winding my friend up that he had. Two oh, picks that that was right. Yeah, that's right. Pick, that's right. That's right. That's right. It was Green Bay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a lot on his shoulder. Um, starting nickel. I don't think Jimmy Ward. I think Jimmy Ward's going to test the free agency and get signed to nine or ten million somewhere like the Jets or Miami or something like that so, yeah. so, or maybe the Texans uh, back with the Meco um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, hopes, are, hopes are high for him I've, if he can be consistent in what he's shown in the beginning of the season and step up his game when it actually matters I think I think we're in for a treat mm, definitely you've got to remember yeah, chance, that the 49ers draft players for the year after. Exactly. So Warmax's leap is coming. And to be fair, the main content creators that I follow, because I don't watch other sports, Nadji, they've all got high hopes for Warmack. I think he did well on special teams. Yeah. And it is a shame. I think we had our rose-tinted glasses on because of Lee and your connection being in Vegas. But I'm hoping to see him get more starting reps next year. And he, he has a big training camp ahead of him. We know that for sure. Yeah. But I think he's a worthy winner of the award and I can't wait to see who wins it next year could be a recurring award who knows well done gentlemen we have made it through another awards season uh, thank you for your contribution and the uh, uh, actual preparation that you put in uh, this week uh, in stark contrast to part one of the awards but uh, we do like to mix <laughs> it up don't we <laughs> We Just will be posting uh, polls for the awards, uh, one each day. Uh, I only post one a day on Facebook, otherwise they all get sort of jumbled up and, uh, and lost. Uh, and I think we'll do the same on uh, uh, Twitter. So, yeah, go ahead and vote. So you get your chances, certainly on the Facebook poll, to put some choices in uh, of your own players if you uh, disagree with us or if you think someone else is uh, your unsung hero. We'd love to hear about it. So, uh Feel free to suggest a player or or vote on one of our selections. Can't wait to see what the UK faithful come up with uh, this year. So that's it. Uh, NFL life and world is is trundling on. Uh, the NFL Combine is this week. Uh, Naji, what what is the Combine and why should I care about Indianapolis at this time of year? <laughs> yeah, it's always a uh, Lucas Hall Stadium. Uh, if it's still called that, I can't remember. Um, what is the combine? It's basically a selection of uh, draft attendees. Um, it's not all people that will enter the draft, but only a selection. People uh, they get invited by the NFL to attend a sort of test, physical test, and a written test as well, um, which we don't really know about. Uh, it's the the broadcast is much more focused on all the physical. Things the 40-yard dash, I'm sure you, you've heard of, which is quite important, and the frequent drill and some catching stuff and throwing stuff for the QBs and a high jump, long jump, all that kind of thing. The bench press is it's quite it's getting bigger and bigger as the year goes on. But it's basically a, a test for all those rookies, so all those scouts can be all together in one room, uh, get drunk at night and work during the day, uh, uh, try and assess everybody on the same day on the same playing field. Uh, make assessments. Um, there's also a lot of interviews that happen uh, with teams, and some of them I've heard are, can be gruesome. They really test these these kids because let's let's not forget the people that enter the draft are around 
usually around 20, 22, sometimes a little bit more, but not very often. So they're still very young adults. Uh, lots of tests, um, cognitive tests as well. I'm sure people have heard about the, the Brock Purdy news that came out a couple of days ago that he scored really high on a, pretty much everything in the 90s or something like that, which is considered elite QB. Drew Brees, I think it was name was mentioned. Um, so a lot of that, a lot of work for these guys. Um, it's also a lot of pressure because you have to perform on one day and one day only, which sometimes doesn't happen. You know, your body doesn't respond well that day. It is what it is. Uh, that's why they've got pro days later. But that's basically what it is. It's a big showdown. You know, the NFL, they like to make a show out of it. And uh, it's a free four-day coverage. Um, different position group every day. It starts with O-line uh, and D-line, I believe. Uh, and uh, it goes on to skills, wide receiver, running back, TBs, and then I think, and then QBs in the mix. I, I can't quite remember. Linebacker, QBs in the last day or something like that. can't remember um, exactly the how it's broken down. But yeah, um, if you've got nothing else to do, if you're working from home, just bang NFL Network on. It'll be on all day. People are talking about uh, rookies and uh, starting to figure out who's going to go where and prospect and who's going to climb, who's going to dip because their performances. It's kind of it's the beginning of draft season. Um, a lot of knowledge to be to be gathered during this weekend. Although it's not the end of the, it's not, you know, everything either because it's only one day. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's football. Uh, it's like it kicks off the draft season and it's quite interesting. Talking about football, Naji, I believe you've been getting yourself a new helmet. Uh, yeah, I have uh, been getting myself a new helmet. It's not there yet. I will. Uh, I will let everybody know about. The company I'm working with, uh, with um, as soon as it arrives, I can showcase it and everything. But yeah, my helmet has uh, gone out of date, so I needed a new one, and uh, it's on the way. They're expensive. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be here and try it on. And how, how much did this one cost? Uh, only a measly almost 500 pounds. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're you look forward to you wearing that on the next show or, uh, or a show sometime soon. You should wear it for the whole I will show. do it as soon as, as, soon yeah, as I receive it. Yeah, yeah, it's not shipped yet. Yeah, well, it's to protect my head, which uh, I, I do need for a few things. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, <laughs> like they are quite important. Yeah, that. Breathing, thinking, all that stuff. Seeing. Think, thinking's um, overrated. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we've proven that on this podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, true. But can't choose the best player of the year if I don't have a brain. So um, I'll try and keep it sane for next season for Fuckers. I just wanted to say, Gareth, on the note of the Combine, Jordan Elliott, who Lee and Nadji met, good friend of the show a couple of years ago, him and Brad Graham started out as little old podcasters. They're now accredited members of the community. They're there reporting on the Combine. Jordan put a, quite a humbling post out either this morning or yesterday talking about his journey starting a show, only having five or six people watching. He met Lee and Nadji in Vegas, and it's awesome to see the likes of Jordan and Brad Graham smashing it. The reason I mention yeah, those names is they're the people who I follow, and if you haven't got time to absorb all the content, drop them a follow on Twitter. They'll be there. They'll tell you the draft prospects they're looking at. They'll tell you who the 49s are looking at. They're well-connected, and they're also great friends of the show. So I just wanted to say that it's massive to see the likes of Jordan and Brad out in Indianapolis covering the combine when they started just like we did talking about the team that we love so I just wanted to say uh, a mention to Jordan and Brad before we finished off yeah Jordan's a super nice guy as well he was very welcoming and uh, we were very yeah, tired he was, and he was, yeah. he was super nice uh, give him a follow his, his knowledge is very good as well he's not biased at all and his analysis is very good I, I enjoy reading his piece so go follow and read what he does and also, the polls on Twitter are open to everybody. I had a few lovely tweets from some of our friends across the pond saying, oh, can we vote in these? And I was like, yes, it's the 49 Faithful UK, but you're all members. So please get those votes in. And like Gareth said earlier, hit us up on Twitter. Follow us. We're, we're 65 people away from 5,000 on Twitter, which sounds... You know, 5,000 doesn't sound the big amount, but when Lee handed it over to me, I'll have almost doubled it. So I am close to the 5,000 that I'm, I'm hitting. So please do give us a follow, a like, a share, a subscribe. It does mean a lot. And tune in to the live on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. It does mean a lot. And it keeps Paul happy. You can see 
Look at his little face. You see <laughs> Very that? Happy. Very happy. Why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't you do that with a simple click? So, uh, And final word from you, Lee, before we wrap it up. You look the like final word from me? Yeah, no, no, you look like you're trying to get in, but you've probably missed your chance now. No, I have. Yeah, I've missed my chance. Got nothing yeah. to say, Matt. There we go. <laughs> Great stuff. Thank you, guys. Another rewards year Thank is you. done. Uh, so thanks for joining me, and thanks to everyone who listens and indeed watches the show. As Paul said, like, comment, share, subscribe, and those sort of things. We will be back again with another show soon. I don't think we've quite decided, but there is. There's the Combine. There's free agency. There's going to be a few decisions potentially being made uh, around the league. Always an exciting time when some of those uh, uh, teams with no cap space suddenly and inexplicably shed one of their uh, top players uh, and they're suddenly available um, as if from nowhere and available without draft picks as well. So I quite like that free agency period. Uh, and I think we've we've done quite well with, with Ward last year. We went into free agency and just we picked one player and we grabbed him and got that done. Uh, and I expect us to do the same this year. So maybe that's something for the next show. Thanks again for uh, joining us. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to vote on the polls and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Bang, bang, Niners gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the